Welcome to the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories on Entrepreneurship in Africa. Hello everybody, welcome to another session of the TF Audio Stories. Um, today we have three Tony Elumelu entrepreneurs with us and they'll be talking to us about people and business. My name is Choma Obudingba. I am a 2018 Tony Elumelu Foundation entrepreneur. I run the fashion brand called Red Button. Red Button is set for the, for the African um, female professional we have also ventured into sustainable fashion. My name is uh, Olusheg Makin uh 2018 Tony Melo Foundation entrepreneur. Um, I run a company called Tiger Nuts Food and Beverage Limited. We, our product line is Nutsy. And uh, Nutsy is uh, just one of the products that we, we want to create alternative, uh, uh, alternative directions or options for healthy food and beverages. Okay, my name is Ujolo Mide Alex. I'm a 2016 Tony entrepreneur. I'm into waste management and recycling. The name of the business is Harvest Recycling. What we do is we collect for now waste, um, pet bottles, aluminum cans, uh, paper waste, and uh, plastic waste. Uh, we do some kind of treatment with them, and then we sell to people who use them as input materials for their production. Yeah. Okay. So, can you now tell me more about why you chose the fashion industry? I have, I've chose the fashion industry because this is what my calling is about. I'm, I've been very passionate about fashion since I was 12. My mom had a fashion house and my grandma had a fashion house back in the 80s. I'm not sure if I should say it's, um, it's a family business, but this is what I've, I've been called to do. Um, I find myself mixing and matching fabrics and sketching and drawing so I've been passionate about this since, since a very young age. Um, I've been in the corporate world for about 10 years. Um, I've, I'm a business strategist. I've worked in project management and um, strategy for about eight years across different industries. And I'm focusing on female professionals because I believe that we do not project our Africanness enough, um, even at the workplace. That's, the, that's my drive for launching Red Button. Again, I, I recently just ventured into sustainable fashion because I'm also passionate about sustainability and environment. Um, what a way to merge the things I'm passionate about, um, bringing, bringing sustainability into fashion, even though it's not very um, popular in Nigeria, but this is what I'm called to push, you know, for, to add value to the environment, to save the environment, and of course to, to preach or to, you know, create an awareness that sustainable fashion isn't, um, isn't um, boring, to make sustainable fashion even more interesting. I'm using a lot of eco-friendly materials and fabrics to, to produce my collections. I use a lot of coconut buttons. I use a lot of water heightened fabrics. You know, it's, it's really interesting. So I'm trying to push the, the concept that sustainable fashion is interesting and it's not boring and it's something that we can push for Africa. Interesting. Coconut buttons? So what, you make them yeah, out so of the coconut, coconut shells? are made from coconut shells. Yeah, I'm collaborating with um, another social entrepreneur that works with um, agro waste to produce fashion materials. So we can use this them to make suits. You can use them to make, you know, instead of the normal regular plastic buttons, yeah, you can use this as well. And it's very fashionable. It's very, you know, it's very eco-friendly. It's very, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can use it for oh my, I love this on my jean jacket. Yeah, okay. Awesome, well done. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so Tiger Nuts, right? Why Tiger Nuts? Why not um, something else? Why did you choose Tiger Nuts? Well, um, I, I don't think I chose Tiger Nuts. I think it chose me. <laughs> yeah, cliche. Yeah, well, 
I've always worked in advertising, business management, and advertising, and the creative space, all true. Um, 2016, I was under a lot of pressure, and I had this blackout moment in the office where I was rushed out to the hospital. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. For those that know advertising, it's always high-paced, you know, different kind of clients, different kind of deadlines. Uh, so this particular day, I was forced to take my leave because of that experience, and I was in the hospital. So um, he was going to put me on medication after the, after the examination. He was going to put me on medication the same day, and I asked him if I could try other options because that was going to be a lifetime medication. I mean, at what age? So mm-hmm. he said, okay, I'll give you two days, and I'll be back. And Tiger Nuts came to the story. And then, uh, you know, we started making Tiger Nuts for me at the hospital. And that was all I had for the next 48 hours. And that was the turnaround time for me. You are serious. So the doctor came back and said, this is unbelievable. Because at this point, he won't have to use In fact, I done ECG. I done all of that. He did ECG again. I said, this is not possible. How come you chose Tiger Knot? Why didn't you say, oh, let me try a pineapple smoothie? So someone said, someone actually mentioned it, uh, like a sister mentioned it to me to say, oh, okay, why don't you try Tiger Knot? Because she's had it before. I just said, you know what, just, just, I know it, I remember it, I like it, I think I would try it. And I had it. And that was when my research started. That was when I started asking questions. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Four months later, I got an opportunity to intern somewhere in uh, Manhattan, and I went to New York to learn about Tiger Knot oh, and the yeah. science of it and the building up for it. For the next six months, I was back, and I came back with all the knowledge to make sure that <laughs> I'm able to to share this with everybody to say that this this actually is a blessing to Africa. I see why you said Tiger Knot chose you. <laughs> I see what you I see what you mean. So, how about you recycling? Why recycling? Why not the Tiger Knot business? Okay. Um, for me, uh, I was into IT, hardware IT business. I was, uh, I've always been a business development person in IT, in, in the IT industry. So at some point um, in 2014, I went to eat and I saw a bottle of, uh, at a restaurant, and I saw a, bot- a stack of uh, pet bottles. And I was just inspired. What do they use this thing for? I know they reuse them then, but beyond reuse, it's not, it is not everything that goes for reuse. I mean, a lot, a major portion must have gone somewhere. Where do they go to? So I started making researches and I now discovered that the major consequence of our waste are actually in the drainage system, our drainage system in Nigeria, actually pet bottles and um, plastic waste. And so that was how I started. I got in touch with a friend who was also into IT but went into waste management in Canada. And I said, okay, no problem, let's collaborate. And then um, so the rest is history. We, uh, we, we are, so I started business here in Nigeria trying to be a, uh, a subsidiary, like a subsidiary to him in Canada. But when we wanted to start, he said there was no fund to continue or to support. So I had to go on my own with another partner. So that's how we, um, Aver Society came to be. Wow, interesting. You guys, your business is like seeing the background as to where it started from, from your heritage, really, <laughs> to health issues. And it's interesting, it's really inspiring, actually. So, guys, um, I know you cannot be the only one running your businesses. You guys have to hire staff. Sure. So, tell me, how many people are you hiring, or what is the structure like for your organization? Okay, uh, for for us, um, okay, so what happened was I partnered with um, a recycling company. While I was starting, I understood the recycling company. 
And then later on, I decided to partner with them. I discovered that they had issues with their logistics and getting waste from where they are to their own hub, a collection and sorting hub. So we decided, I'm a partner, to get a truck and get a driver to help in getting the waste from all those people or all those places and get it to their hub. So we partner with the business. And so um, what I could do there was to look for somebody that I can trust because, I mean, all my savings was put into buying the truck. So <laughs> course, I couldn't course. do any comprehensive insurance or anything. And I needed to, and I've heard a lot of stories about people, drivers going away with people's trucks, with their business. So I was scared. <laughs> so I had to look for somebody who I could trust. So there's this guy that has worked with my wife uh, as a driver. So I called him into the business. Look, I need you to help us drive this truck. This is what we'll be doing. And so that's how he came in. And I would say I almost regretted that, actually. You almost regretted that? Yes. Because I believe I should trust him. He's somebody I should trust. When we finished, ended the contracts with the business that we were working in, there was no other thing to do but to now go into um, probably hiring business. Try and, uh, people who are relocating, carry goods for people because of with the truck. And so... I couldn't follow him everywhere. It's not possible. So uh, I had to make him, it, it became, you know, like he would tell other people, the owner of the truck. <laughs> so he was doing his business and making money and was not remitting. You understand? Although you come back in the evening to, to pack the truck, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you'll bring, you know, at times, 1,000 naira. Give stories of no. how Loma, I'm sorry, Lasma, uh, road safety, oh, Bata, exactly. And stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it became a, a serious issue. So, what do you do now? Like, how do you. Um... So, for now, what we do is with Tony Elmelo Fund, we're able to get a space to collect because then we're not, we don't have a space to put our collections. So, we had to carry and sell. From there, so it wasn't economical. It was, so we had to get a space where we, I mean, put the waste, collect the waste, aggregate them. So the, those people who work on it, you, those are your staff. They, they are, contract yes, staff. they are. Contra, I'll call them contract staff. Um, they under, they under your payroll, no? Yeah. So they come in if there are jobs. So how many people? How many contract staff do you work with? Two, two, two ladies. Okay. Uh, yeah, for, and then who's now driving the truck? For now, <laughs> nobody's driving. For now. Okay, interesting. How about you? How do you go about hiring your staff? So, um, my first staff was my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, because after uh, the experiment stage, and uh, she still worked with me closely, and I started selling within my network, um, then when the capacity was now, where she had to face her own business, uh, so I had to uh, get a gardener, a former gardener from my former compound, who I knew was not working at the time. So, yeah, so he came on board. But now we have uh, two contract staff and two full staff members that, you know, help with operations and distribution. And, okay. Yes. All right, that's good. Interesting. So how do you get your staff? Right. So I was in a fashion um, institute in Lagos here. It's called Matween um, Fashion School. When I was done, part of the thing she does is to help us recruit for people that she also trains. Okay. Right. So once I was done, um, I contacted her to help me recruit um, two people. 
actually she's helped me recruit three people so far. So I have three permanent staff and I have two contract staff. I also have partners. I have people that I collaborate with on different projects, on different fashion projects. Like um, Mitimeth. Mitimeth is a social entrepreneur that works with agro um, waste to make all those materials like a showcase, like um, this material that looks like a showcase. Yeah. Uh, it's made from water hyacinths. Those things that grow on water, the, the, the weed that grows on water. So it's dried and you see women. So it's women that, artisans that um, stretch it and um, put it into threads, basically. And then weave it into, you know, usable. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can use this for different things, handbags, um, what do you call it, table mats, whatever, different things. So I'm trying it for the first time. I've never seen it anywhere. I'm trying it for the first time to use it to make garments and see how it turns out. Well done. So what do you look out for when you're trying to partner with someone or when you're trying to hire that right staff? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm really particular about platforms. Um, I go for platforms because I know that the people that work, that are um, associated with those platforms are, will be credible people. Um, so I'm looking out for people that have the same values as I have or that can buy into my vision. Um, I spoke to... You know, the people I've hired, they are, they're, I mean, they're excellent people. They understand where I'm going. They're not trying to... I'm, I'm really happy with my staff. I'm really happy. They understand where I'm going. They are, they are willing to work with me, where I'm collaborating with. They understand, you know, the vision. It's, they're also, you know, I pick people that, that really get it, you know, basically. That really get what it is. And there's no shouting. There's no... Um, there's no stealing, there's no trying to steal ideas, nobody's stealing anybody's ideas. We're all working together. I think, I think from what you said, um, I've had my side of the cake with bad staff. Oh, wow. Yes, the last two had to go because one of them was stealing and I couldn't trust the other one. I was always watching my back, <laughs> looking at them because they were quite close. So I had to wait a while, get someone that could refer again uh, because somehow I kept blaming the people that referred these people to me and say, so your guy did, so your guy did, <laughs> uh, you know. So, um, uh, so many bitter experience when it comes to staffing, because now you have to train them now. I cannot meet up my demand because of the speed of production, because I'm spending the time, you know, training rather than producing. And then we have to work extra, extra hours because we want to meet up, then we can still meet up because the quality is not doesn't meet up. You know, then we have to, you know, throw that away. And then, you know, so it's a big cycle and it costs a lot more than salaries. Real quick, where can people find you? Okay, um, they, we call it Collection and Sorting Hub. Our hub is at uh, number seven, um, Afolabi Street, Alakbara K2. And then um, our website is www.aversocycling.com.ng. My phone number, 003 double four one zero zero nine nine so you can find us on social media uh drink not see yeah so we also partner with a lot of restaurants and stores right now we partner with iFitness gym uh the chain of gyms so for any of the gym centers you have you can ask about not see uh there's a new location opening that opened up in in Festac. We'll also be in the in gym bar so uh phone number is zero eight zero nine four two two zero zero six six you can you know call us directly to get your orders and then we happy to deliver. Great. So we're on Instagram as redbuttonng. Our website is redbuttonng.com. Um, you can call us on 080-362-37887. Yeah, so um, being part of the TF Connect has really helped me to um, build relationships with 
other entrepreneurs across Africa. I have I met a few people as well that are into, into recycling, and we we spoke about um, recycling fabrics as well, waste fabrics, and of course the whole um, um, Tony Limil Foundation. The whole program has also helped me to gain visibility and help me gain credibility because a lot of platforms call on me because they know that I'm a Tony Limil entrepreneur. So it's helped build my my brand credibility, basically. Yeah, I think most importantly is brand credibility. Um, people don't get to see you that you know you've been you've been you've been uh, pruned and you've been you know looked through and then you're not a fake. And um, also, it's helped to also build validity validity for the business and even for partners that we we are reaching out to. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I think I'll go with the validity part of the business uh, because as at the time I applied to Troni, <laughs> I was confused as to if the business is viable or not. But like, I mean, they call it seed capital. So I also the seed capital brought out the harvest recycling. <laughs> so it was the seed that brought the harvest recycling. So the harvest recycling is alive today because of the Tony Oliver Foundation. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. It was really nice chatting with you.